Uh, welcome uh, back. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Hillary. Uh, appreciate that. Uh, lots coming up uh, here in the next uh, half hour. We have um, uh, a little uh, tribute to Martin Luther King. I don't know. Is it a tribute? It's, it's really more of a tribute to his vision. I think there's something interesting to look at when it comes to Martin Luther King in that he's really just a conservative figure at this point. There, you know, we've talked to Alveda King many times about the fact that he, at least she, yeah, she talked about it many times that he was a Republican, but, uh, you know, he really is just a conservative figure at this point. There's only one side of the aisle advocating for judging people by the content of their character and not the color of their skin. There's only one side now, um, at least as far as the extremes go. Uh, we'll get into that coming up here in just a second. Welcome to Monday. There is a lot on our plate today, and it is uh, Martin Luther King Day. So we're going to talk a little bit about Martin Luther King. He has become uh, an unbelievable conservative hero now, uh, and the left has completely rejected him. Freedom of speech, freedom of mind. What did he really preach? Also, your economy. The, uh, The White House seems to be ignoring inflation, but you're feeling it we'll talk about that and so much more including the uh, standoff at the jewish synagogue that ended just right around our house here recently over the weekend um and what that really means and a look at russia so much more all coming up this hour stand by So 10 minutes can really change your life for the better. Nobody knows this better than somebody who's given American financing a call. For 20 years, I've been talking about uh, American financing, actually probably about 15 years. 20 years they've been in business uh, right right before uh, nine, I'm sorry, yeah, right before um, 2008 and the crash. I'm like, I'm not going to talk about any mortgage lender. And they were on the phone with us and they're saying, yeah, will you talk about us? We're really great. We're different. We believe in the things that you say. And I'm like, yeah, right. Well, call me after the crash. And at the time, nobody thought there would be a crash, but they did. They knew what was happening at those banks was crazy. That's why they work for you, not the banks. 
after the crash, they were fine, and so were most of their customers because they would not put them in crazy loans. Right now, you have to do the right thing to shore up your finances at home, and that could mean a consolidation loan, getting rid of those high-interest credit cards, uh, refocusing your mortgage, or getting a new mortgage but getting the right one. American Financing, they're here to help. American Financing, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. We will be able to speed up that day when all of God's children, black men and white men, Jews and Gentiles, Protestants and Catholics, will be able to join hands and sing in the words of the old Negro spiritual, free at last, free at last. Thank God Almighty, we are free at last. Now is the time to rise from the dark and desolate valley of segregation to the sunlit path of racial justice. Now is the time to lift our nation from the quicksands of racial injustice to the solid rock of brotherhood. Now is the time to make justice a reality for all of God's children. And I've seen the promised land. I may not get there with you, but I want you to know tonight that we as a people will get to the promised land. Dr. Martin Luther King has been shot and wounded, possibly critically wounded, in Memphis, Tennessee this evening. Dr. Martin Luther King, the apostle of nonviolence in the civil rights movement, has been shot to death in Memphis, Tennessee. They shoot an all-points bulletin for a well-dressed young white man seen running from the sea. For centuries, man's freedom has been crushed, contained, or at best discouraged, and sometimes in subtle ways. In the days of Solomon, he decried that man could learn too much, that one shouldn't dig too deeply nor read too often, saying that too much reading led to the weariness of the flesh, that the search for knowledge is where Adam and Eve went wrong, thus proving that learning leads to man's downfall or his sin. St. Paul, centuries later, said basically the same thing. In 1500, Francis Bacon wrote to the king, trying to convince him that man could never learn too much, that knowledge could not somehow also contain the serpent. Yet free thought continued to be squashed. Immanuel Kant, the man who first described the Milky Way as a collection of suns in the fashion that we now know it, wrote in 1760, there are many things that I believe that I shall never say, but I shall never say the things that I do not believe. The courage to speak one's mind. In 1760, our most precious freedom, the freedom of thought, had not yet been born. Yet, just a few years later, on the other side of the globe, sat a man alone in a hotel room his wife dying in bed hundreds of miles away from him, as he scratched words on paper, 
we find these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, with certain unalienable rights given to them by their Creator, among them life, liberty, and property. It was later changed to the pursuit of happiness to make sure the slave trade would finally come to an end. I'm not sure if we really understand the impact of those words. Man has never been as free to think as man is now. The Chinese dissidents didn't make a Statue of Liberty in Tiananmen Square out of happenstance. Americans changed the world. Our freedom of thought allowed men to discover electricity, the light bulb, the car, the phone, the motion picture, the radio, the television, the computer, to put a man on the moon. Which of these men will be first to orbit the Earth? I cannot tell you. And a spacecraft on Mars. It was in the American century that the theory of relativity was conceived, leading Einstein to say, the thing that strikes me about America is the joyous, positive attitude to life. The smile on the faces of the people is one of the greatest assets of the American. He's friendly, self-confident, optimistic, and without envy. The American lives more for his goals, for the future. Life for him is always becoming, never being. His emphasis is laid on the we and never the I. So today, as we are free to celebrate, relax, think, read, say anything, ask yourself this, are we still more about the goals for the future? Is life for us always about becoming and never being? And are we still part of the we and not the I? You know, when Jefferson first wrote those words, they were words of treason and certain execution. But today they are free to echo throughout the land as words of the American spirit and our hope that we do hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal and endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights and among them life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And in support of this declaration, with firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. Our founders changed the world with those few words. And over 200 years later, a black preacher from the South, Dr. Martin Luther King, helped make sure that the promise of liberty was real for all Americans. Free at last. Free at last. Free at last. Free at last. Thank God Almighty. Thank God Almighty. We are free at last. We are free at last. All right, we have a question for you. Let's see. Hmm. Do you know what the real secret to effective world-class skincare is? Well, is it the goodness of a creamy, one-of-a-kind base that absorbs easily into your skin to target those forehead wrinkles, laugh lines, crow's feet, under-the-eye uh, bags, puffiness, all that, even the sagging jawline? Believe it or not, you're going to find that from, you know, any old skin cream. When it comes to turning back the clock on those aging signs, GenuCell is the name you should trust every single time. 
GenuCell uh, was formulated by a pharmacist uh, to deliver scientifically researched ingredients to the areas that you want to make you look the, you know, maybe take some years off of the appearance. And with GenuCell's immediate effects, you can see results in 12 hours guaranteed. GenuCell promises results that will you'll really fall in love with each time you look in the mirror or you'll get all your money back. So honestly, there's no risk here. Now is the time to give GenuCell a try and see the same life-changing results that millions across the country are seeing. Today, get GenuCell's most popular package for over 60% off right now at GenuCell.com. It's GenuCell.com. Check it out now. G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com. It's GenuCell.com. 10 seconds. Station ID. Triple eight seven twenty seven beck is our phone number. As we look at Martin Luther King and Glenn had that look uh, uh, at really the foundation of what Martin Luther King seemed to, came to stand for, you wonder where that legacy is today. We have seen an incredible change and a twist in this storyline. A storyline that I, I, I don't know that any of us could, predict, could have predicted a couple decades ago. There was a time where it seemed as if everybody agreed you don't judge a person based on the color of the, their skin. You judge them by the content of their character. That was such a fundamental and easy thing, I think, for so many Americans, because the, the opposite seemed insane. We all looked back, and yes, I went to public schools in the United States and was taught quite clearly that slavery was bad. I know you can watch MSNBC, and they will tell you, that our education system does not give that sort of information to its students, but it does. Everybody who learns about slavery in the United States learns about it in a very, very negative context, which, of course, it deserves. So, why has this changed recently? Why have we all of a sudden become a country that its elites seem to want to redirect that instinct that Americans have had for decades. The instinct to judge people whether their character is strong or not. As Glenn has said many times, there are a lot of good reasons to hate people. You shouldn't pick color of their skin. That's a stupid one. Come up with a good reason to dislike people. They're, a lot of them are just awful. Dislike them for those reasons, good reasons, not color of the skin. Color of the skin is an asinine way to, to separate people. Why not some other immutable characteristic? Why not color of eyes? Why not color of hair? Why not height? Why not a hundred other things? It makes no sense to separate people based on the color of their skin. And it was something that I really thought we all sort of agreed on. We all sort of agreed that some people, a very limited percentage of the population, disagreed with that and thought color of their skin was a good way to judge people. But we knew those people with the hoods marching in the streets. We knew those people are a really small percentage of people. And we've now come to a time where particularly the Democratic Party has decided to apply this terrible vision of the united states where these people are everywhere everybody's a hidden kkk member 
The KKK is around every corner. This, of course, not only demeans what people who had to deal with the actual KKK have to deal with uh, back in the day, but it also totally gives a, a, a misleading picture of what the United States is today. This, this, this is not a, a racist country. Look around the world. And one of the most important questions to ask yourself when someone says the United States is racist is as compared to what? As compared to what? As compared to some utopia where everybody's perfect? Well, yeah, I guess, I suppose if you're comparing it to that, then yes, everybody uh, has lived in a racist place their entire lives in every corner of the uh, globe. But we are at a part of our history now where just stupidity reigns. As compared to what? As compared to history? No. As compared to other nations in history? No. We are not a racist country. As compared to current other countries around the globe, are we a racist country? No. That is simply not true. We could go through the 500 ways it isn't true. But I want to focus on the legacy of Martin Luther King and his message. What he determined, what he decided was what he wanted to push for as he was making these speeches all across the country that we remember today. And it was identifying people as individuals. Figuring out, he never said don't judge people. He never said let everybody do whatever they want. He never said make sure you think everybody's wonderful. He certainly never said make sure you judge every African American differently than you judge people with white skin. That was not at all the goal. The goal was to be able to judge people as individuals. And it's important to remember what racism is. Racism is collectivism. It's the thing that conservatives fight against all the time. The idea that you want to represent an individual as not a person, not a person with an individual mind, an individual soul, an individual life, an individual collections of cares and loves and irritations and all the things that go into forming a person's personality and character. It's not that. It's that they are a member of a group. They are a member of an identity. Think of the way people talk about identity now. It used to be bad. Right. You wouldn't want to you didn't identify as a member of a group. You identified as yourself, maybe a member of your family, maybe a member of your faith. Things that were formed around ideas and things you cared about, not the color of your skin. That was never the top thing. It was never the top thing. What your sexual attraction was. That's not a way to, to form a civilization, certainly not a smart one. It's supposed to be about who you are. And the left is currently in a constant state of war against that vision, against the vision of Martin Luther King. Against the idea that you should judge someone based on the content of their character. Against that vision, against it. 
Who could be against that? It's a pretty simple rule. Never, ever, in your entire life, not even once, make any decision based on skin color. That should be, first of all, a laudable goal, and secondly, pretty easy to accomplish. Yet the left is on television, uh, on social media, constantly trying to convince you of the opposite. You should make decisions based on the color of skin. You should judge people by the color of their skin. You should treat people differently based on the color of their skin. Is that the country that we want? I was raised, and I believe you were as well, to want the opposite of that. We have a holiday based on Martin Luther King because he was trying to convince people that you should judge people as individuals. And man, if that's not foundational to this country, I don't know what is. We are not supposed to be, oh, uh, I know that person because they're a member of a certain group. That's not supposed to be how this goes. You're telling me if you happen to be white, you don't know a lot of irritating white people? I can name thousands of them for you. We go through an entire list. I mean, I live in a town of Cowboys fans. I can give you thousands, thousands of white people that irritate me. And you know what? There are plenty of people of all races that irritate me. Probably the same with you. But you never think of it that way because you're sane. Only insane people or people who wear hoods and carry torches, those people might have a different view of this. But you look at the visions of even the the very few, very few white supremacists that exist in this country today, and you read their writings, and you look at their platforms, and what you see is a lot in common with the modern left. Not the right, the left. Ask Richard Spencer if he's for or against universal health care. Guess what he's going to say? Ask Richard Spencer if he's for or against abortion in this country. Guess what he's going to say? It's going to be the opposite of what MSNBC tells you he would say. I'll tell you that much. This is a country that's been torn apart by race at a point where we should completely have, have conquered it. And the left continues to try to pick at that scab for power. And it's something we should universally reject. And it's a great reminder today. Go back to that original message. Treat people as individuals. And that's that's the promised land. That's the that's the that's the way to turn your country into one that stands for human rights. The Glenn Back Program. Well, if there's one person in the world I would trust with the task of providing me the best night's sleep of my life, it's of course Mike Lindell. You know Mike. He invented my pillow. Uh, I have a my pillow. I have the sheets as well. They're great. They the pillow fluffs up. It's cool all night long. Uh, there's a comfy mattress topper they have. They've got the Giza Dream sheets, which are super comfortable and soft. And you know, look, Glenn is a big sheet snob. We first started traveling a while ago, and because he, you know, we'd stay at these hotels on on tours and stuff, and they're you know sometimes nice hotels, and they're, they got some nice sheets. I could tell. Glenn was a sheet snob early on, but he loves the MyPillow Giza Dream Sheets. If you go to MyPillow, you can get their amazing amazing Giza Dream Sheets um, as a buy one, get one, which is great. They're soft, breathable, and they stay cool. 
There's all sorts of other discounts available on the site as well. Just get on, take a look. MyPillow.com. Click on the new radio listener specials and check out the, the buy one, get one free offer on Giza Dream Sheets. You'll find deep discounts on other MyPillow products as well. Just enter the promo code back or call 800-966-3117 for the great radio specials. It's MyPillow.com. Promo code Beck. And the new book from Glenn Beck is The Great Reset. It's available now wherever you get your books. Check it out. Welcome back to the program. 888-727-BECK is the phone number. Stu Bergier in for uh, Glenn. He's uh, in the middle of his ongoing care for COVID-19. Uh, so uh, he's still recovering, as you uh, may know. Unfortunately for the left, he has not dropped dead yet. This is a big uh, hope over the weekend and over the past week that maybe, just maybe, Glenn would just drop dead and we could all celebrate on social media of another person having a health problem. And while I know we can all come together and hope for things like that of our political opponents, so far, still alive, we will update you with any change in that particular uh, information. But that's what we know right now. Uh, you know, we'll wish Glenn uh, the best and hopefully he'll be, he should be back tomorrow. He just had appointments and stuff that could not be moved today. So uh, I'm going to bring you through the rest of the program. And it's interesting talking about uh, the Martin Luther King part of this that really, I don't know that I would have said this a few years ago, but really I think you can now kind of classify Martin Luther King as a conservative figure. He's certainly at odds with everything the left promotes when it comes to race at this point. Martin Luther King's idea was not, you know, I don't think at least, I don't remember the speech where he was like, you know what we need is 24-hour unattended drive-through voting. I don't, <laughs> I don't remember that ever being the pitch. The pitch was not, we need to send ballots to every home when they don't even ask for them. The idea was equality. The idea that African Americans should have equal access to the polls as everyone else. Something that I thought everyone in America was currently for. But apparently the left is, is shaking me off of that. All in strange sort of fan service for this bizarre woke ideology that has popped up over the past few years. And I know Glenn goes into great detail as to maybe why this is happening and how it's being used in his book, The Great Reset, that's out now. You can get it at glensnewbook.com. But what's interesting about it is you hear this all the time. You watch MSNBC or CNN. You look at social media. You read any of the major mainstream publications. And they treat these things as if they're obvious. As if, oh, quite clearly what we're seeing is an effort by the Republicans to depress the vote of African-Americans. It's their only goal. Is there evidence to support this? Sometimes they will give you the, the, this one thing um, that is from the Brennan Center. And it is a, uh, the idea that over the past uh, year or so, 
There have been more than 440 bills with provisions that restrict voting access that have been in, introduced in 49 states. You can see it. Be, you can see it said all, all the time by politicians. In Joe Biden's big speech, he said it. Oh, there's over 400 uh, rules that have been uh, proposed. And then I think he fell asleep for about 12 minutes. Then he woke up and he said, in states and country, squirrels. Uh, then there was about 14 minutes of silence. Um, but he, he was still awake, I think. His eyes were open and his mouth was still moving, but he wasn't saying anything. And then there was another eight minutes. He started dancing. And then he finished it up and said, this is bad. So it was an interesting speech, uh, all in all. But this idea that 440 bills with provisions that restrict voting access... Uh, in 49 states just in 2021 is a massive talking point for the left right now. This is their case to harass uh, Kirsten Cinema, Joe Manchin, all the Republicans to vote for their horrible bill that would federalize elections all across the country. This is a terrible idea. We should not do it for a multitude of reasons. But their support of this is, hey, wait a minute. Republicans are restricting rights for people to vote. They don't want minorities to vote they don't want democratic voters to vote and they are passing all these laws to restrict voting access and it's important to understand that first of all most of these bills didn't pass there are 440 of them but most of them were, were you know proposed and nothing happened with them secondly it's important to understand what it means when you say you're restricting voting access there was some tightening of voting access in some states Here's the important part of this as compared to the 2020 pandemic election. If you compare it to 2018, what you'll find is the opposite. You'll see expansion. We'll get into that in a second. But if you go back to 2020, we had a pandemic going on. Remember, these rules are being changed in spring and summer of 2020 when we're at the point of the pandemic where we have the least amount of knowledge. We don't know everything about it yet. We're still learning about it. We don't know how bad it's going to get. We don't know if there's a huge breakout. Will anyone want to show up to the polls at all in November? So there's some sense to look at these things and say, how do we make it easier for someone who wants to vote? Now, that never justifies mailing a ballot to every single person uh, who is eligible or not in the United States. That has never been a thing that was supported by any idea of the pandemic but maybe making it easier for someone to vote absentee uh makes sense maybe a, a, an outside drop off of an absentee ballot makes sense maybe there's a couple things that make sense right in that particular um I, uh, climate however of course as we always see you never want to let a serious crisis go to waste and so the democrats decided to pass lots of different rules that just happened to benefit them in large ways and then basically blamed it on the pandemic now the they were always proposed always proposed as a one-time pandemic measure to make it easy this one time and as we know this is what the left does they propose these things as one-time craziness and look we're in amazing times and we have to do something different and then when that time ends, when the pandemic fades a little bit, when people have vaccines or natural immunity to, to help fight this off, when there are treatments available, when people now understand that basically it's almost impossible to pass uh, this virus outdoors, 
When you get through all of these things, the left just then says, actually, the only thing that isn't racism is all of these pandemic rules in effect in perpetuity. If you have any of them back off to 2018 levels or even uh, even more open access than 2018, you're a racist, uh, you are a terrible person, and you just want to stop minorities from voting. I mean, this is Joe Biden from his speech the other day is still calling it Jim Crow 2.0. And we have that clip for you. Do we have the clip from uh, Joe Biden? Jim Crow 2.0 is about two insidious things, voter suppression and election subversion. <laughs> is it's it? no longer about who gets to vote. It's about making it harder to vote. It's about who gets to count the vote and whether your vote counts at all. It's not hyperbole. This is a fact. <laughs> Whenever Joe Biden says it's not hyperbole, it means it 100% is hyperbole. There are no, that is the that is a Joe Biden guarantee for you. So here he is insulting the people who actually had to go through Jim Crow. Almost exclusively led by Democratic policies, by the way. But these Democratic policies, they are now saying are coming back, even though it is now easier to vote than it has ever been in anyone's life. It's important to, to take that away. It is easier to vote now than it has ever been for anybody. It's much, much easier. And this is something that's hard for the American people to swallow. But I, I want to make sure that everybody in this audience understands it because I think you already do. But make sure you understand that it's totally safe to tell all your friends this as well. If you can't figure out how to vote in the United States in 2022... You are an idiot. That's it. You're an idiot. You should be able to figure this out. And honestly, if you're dumb enough to not be able to figure out how to vote in the year 2022, perhaps you should consider not doing it. Because if you can't spend the time to figure out how to vote in 2022 in the most accessible elections in the history of America... Maybe you don't care enough. Maybe you're not putting in enough time to be able uh, to justify your own vote. You know, MTV did, I think, insurmountable uh, damage back in the day when they did these Rock the Vote campaigns. And you know what? Rock the Vote says basically, hey, you, you have the ability to vote. You should make sure you show up. Well, you know what? Is that true? Is that true? Isn't there more to it than that? Uh, I haven't thought about any of these issues for 12 months, but let me go rock the vote. There's no, there is no pride to be taken in showing up to vote. Vote after you learn something about what you're voting on. Learn, then vote. The order is important. You need to learn first Vote after. Don't just vote. Don't just rock a vote. Rocking a vote does nothing for anyone except winds up electing the people that dumb, uninformed voters want elected. 
Instead, take some time. You might come to a conclusion that disagrees with me. You might come to a very liberal uh, conclusion and say, you know what we need is socialized medicine. You might think that. But I don't know. Learn fact one about it before you vote. Don't take pride in showing up without knowledge and pressing a button. There's nothing to brag about. You don't deserve a sticker for that. You don't deserve a pin for that. Show up with some information. Show up after learning about what you're doing. And then you can press the button on the fancy machine. Learn, then vote. The order is important. I made up shirts that say just that. Learn, then vote. The order is important. StuDoesMerch.com And I did that because it seems to be a foreign concept to a lot of Americans. So I go back to this Brennan uh, study. More than 440 bills with provisions that restrict voting access have been introduced in 49 states in the 2021 legislative sessions. In the same report, separated by just a few words, it also says this. More than 1,000 bills with expansive provisions have been introduced in 49 states in the 2021 legislative sessions. More than double the amount to expand election access than retract it. And even the retractions that we're talking about, the restrictions, are not really restrictions, certainly not based to any time in our history. But that's Jim Crow 2.0. To me, this strikes of desperation. The left is looking at this and feeling and getting overtly desperate. To call a massive expansion of voting rights over, let's just take it over a short period of time, a decade, massively expanded. It's much easier to vote uh, by mail. It's much easier to vote absentee. It's much easier to get access to vote now than it was a few years ago. This is the easiest time it's ever been available. But they're calling that Jim Crow 2.0 because they are desperate. They are looking at what is going to happen to their party in 2022, and they are terrified. They are as terrified as Republicans are excited. Now, the Republican Party has come up with incredible, incredible, innovative ways to lose elections. So you can't put anything in the bank. But the bottom line is, they are terrified as to what could come in November. And now they are trying to rally their base behind this false, ridiculous idea that we are in the middle of the Jim Crow era part two. A terrible, unneeded sequel that is not occurring. They want that to be true. They want their country to be a racist hellhole to win an election. They want to convince the American people that their country sucks so that they can get a little more power and spend a little more of your money and get a little more control over you. That is the modern left in a nutshell. Back in a second. All right, I want to tell you about LifeLock. If you are, you know, trying to find a job in this crazy economy, uh, that can be really frustrating. 
Now there are reports of at least 36,000 fake job lifting uh, listings in the U.S. designed to harvest your information. Jeez, these scams get more and more annoying. They get your social security number, your license info, a whole lot more, and then they have that information to use against you instead of hiring you. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives, and LifeLock is there to help. Now, nobody can catch everything, but they catch more than you can, that's for sure, and uh, more than all of these other uh, services that claim to be able to help you. Uh, if and when you become a victim, the restoration specialist will help you clean up the mess and get everything set at the beginning, right again, and that may be the best thing of all about them to make sure everything can be repaired and everything can be stopped as early as possible. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but you can keep what's yours with LifeLock by Norton. Join now. Join now. You can save 25% off your first year with the promo code BECK. 1-800-LIFELOCK is the place to call, or you can head to LifeLock.com and use the promo code BECK. If you watch the news, if you know what is going on, you see over and over and over again that these threats are real they are helping to uh, hurt the american people call 1-800-LIFELOCK or lifelock.com promo code is beck the glenn beck program glenn beck the great reset and uh, atomic habits are back and forth at number one and number two on amazon which is interesting because there has been a war between good habits and glenn beck for a very long time. It continues on Amazon now. Glensnewbook.com. Glensnewbook.com. Pick it up today. This is the Glenn Beck Program.